0: Music can play a very big part in healing too, because music touches a hemisphere of the brain that words alone don't reach. I've just written my first piece of serious classical music, and I've called it The Song of the Wind, and it opens with some poignantly lonely piece of flute music. I sent an advanced copy of it before we release it to a lovely, lovely Christian lady who's lost her husband and in tragic circumstances lost a son. As she began to listen to it, she very consciously has been doing the tectonic plates bit of letting grief out and she thought, OK, I think I'm through now. But grief often has stings in the tail. Aftershocks are deadly with earthquakes. They often do as much damage as the initial earthquake. They're not easy to handle And as she was listening to this opening flute music, it just absolutely got her. And she said to me afterwards, she said, Robert, if it had been anyone but you who'd sent me this music, I would have stopped listening at that point because it was so painful. It was agonising. And she had the courage to come back to it in the following morning, having processed again the fact that she wasn't as far through as she thought she was. And in the morning, she was just flooded with the Lord. And when she listened to the piece of music, the Song of the Wind again a few times in the morning, she found all the joy that's in that music. But the initial opening poignant loneliness had just simply served to highlight it. And it's so precious if we can attend to those things as and when the Lord gives us opportunity to do so, because otherwise grief has a habit of coming up at a very inconvenient moment and kind of clouting us around the face when we're not looking. It can be quite difficult sometimes, can't it, when somebody says to you in the foyer at the back of the church, how are you, when actually you're in the midst of something quite deep. It's very difficult to know how to answer. It may be that it was just a social toss-away, a rhetorical question they didn't really want an answer at all. But you're inwardly processing, aren't you? How deep do I go? Is this the right time? Is this the right person? There's an awful lot of issues that you're, you're batting to and fro as you work out, can that person actually handle it if I tell them? But if they can't, make sure you do find somebody you really can share with from the heart. You know, a threefold ground is not easily broken. The Lord loves to give us people to walk with through our grief. I actually believe that we need midwives, as it were, to help people at the end of life as at the beginning midwives roles initially actually were just for that as well they were used to being there at the end of people's lives as Ros very very beautifully was for my mum during the last stages of her life she was always there speaking gently into her life holding her hand reading Psalm 23 to her and it was the one thing that mum who'd had ten years of Alzheimer's could still pray was the Lord's Prayer in Psalm 23 and it was still coming out and it still meant something to her even though her mind was completely shot and Ros was a lovely midwife to my mum in the last days of her life we were talking earlier about people who've died this week and there's another funeral this week in malvern that's mike alley Uh, he's been very significant in relation to us being in malvern actually it was in early 1980 and the lord told us to move the conferences that we were leading at that time from up in cheshire down to malvern and we said yes lord but where should we meet we don't know anybody in malvern But we went into the Winter Gardens and we were sitting in the rain eating soggy sandwiches outside saying, where Lord, what do we do? And I went into the Winter Gardens and just had a chat with the catering manager and said, do you know anywhere that would be suitable for us to organise a conference? He said, wait here. And he came back a few minutes later and said, you can have the Winter Gardens free of charge for a week in August. And for three years, we did, and we held the message for our Times conferences there, and they were enormously anointed. And then they wanted to start charging more serious money, so we moved to Morven College. But that was great. That was Mike Alley, who was the link man. So he's had a very, very special part to play in our pilgrimage. And Mary, his wife, was singing to Mike in his last days, and his young granddaughter, who I don't think is a believer, was uh, she was reading the Bible to him. And it's lovely, isn't it? We're meant to be midwives to each other. God has so much more in store for us. A dear friend of ours, who's a very well-known worship leader, heard the Lord say to her the other day, I'm about to increase your husband's authority greatly. And she thought, great. He's leading a big international conference in Africa next week. That sounds promising. That weekend, he had a heart attack and died. And the Lord was speaking of the continuity of life beyond. He wasn't speaking what she thought of just simply the next conference ahead. And we underestimate the continuity between heaven and earth. The veil between us is a thin one. Praise God for that. Praise God for many of you in this room who've known that experientially. But just to go back to that simple thing of what one thing is it that people who are going through loss most need? I'd say it's the reassurance of your presence. And oddly, it's the one thing that's often lacking because it's almost like people back away right away from the person who's suffering. They say, oh, we're just giving them space, which sounds good, but it may actually be that they don't want to get involved with the rawness of emotions that are painful. And so it becomes an excuse. And we need to be there to lend them our strength, as they can do for us when we're in need of it in due time. And also it may be because they're afraid of putting their foot in it. We think, oh, gosh, if I go around now, I'm sure to say the wrong thing. Well, anyway, I haven't got anything to say anyway. But this is the amazing thing, that the Lord honours our going. It's better to go to the house of mourning. We're not there to be Mr. Fix-It. We haven't got all the answers. And actually, the people don't expect us to have them. They just need our presence. So it really is so important not to be conspicuous by our absence at those times, it's so important.